welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. Thank you, Father. Today we continue on the blessed life. Someone said the blessed life. I mean, if you had a great time last Sunday. Oh, only one person. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The messages are online. You can listen to it again and again and again. So we started talking about the components of a blessed life. And we talked about two last Sunday. One that the, the blessed life carries God's signature. It carries the signature of God. And that God wants us blessed. God wants us blessed. He wants us blessed. Not just blessed, but he wants us lavishly blessed. He wants us very well blessed. And the kind of blessing that God wants for us is one that overflows. Not for the reason that we will pride ourselves that we have overflowing blessing. No, but that in that blessing, we become a blessing to other people. So the extent of that blessing is such that we become a blessing. So the height of God blessing you is when you have become, you yourself have become a blessing. You yourself have become a blessing. So there is the part that I have the blessings of God or have been blessed of God and others have seen it. I've been blessed of God and people can testify of it. But then there is the part where I have been blessed of God and because I am blessed of God, God has ceased doing the work of blessing people. He has now given me that responsibility. Is someone with me? The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, he says, God was in Jesus reconciling the world to himself. So when he was done with that, he gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So God, in a way, doesn't come up all the time to bless each person, bless each person like that. Afresh. But he blesses one, fills him with the spirit, with his anointing, with his graces, just like the anointing of God. The Bible says the anointing that uh, the oil that falls from the head of Aaron down to his beards and to the skirt and all that. So nobody, as it were, has his own separate anointing that God gave to him or her separately. Everything flows. It flows from a source. It flows from person to person. Someone carries the mantle, carries the anointing. So the same way, when God wanted to bless all of us, he didn't call us individually to his inner chamber and begin to release the blessing upon us one by one. No, what did he do? He blessed one man. Who is that man? Come and talk to me, church. Who is that man? And then he said, because I have blessed Abraham, everyone who is from the loins of Abraham who call Abraham their father they are blessed because I blessed Abraham so there is a genealogy there is a there is a pattern there is a flow there is a flow 
So God wants you blessed. Say that again. God wants me blessed. He wants me blessed to overflowing. My pastor used to say something. He says, never let anything die with you. Never let anything die with you. If you're using a shoe, he said, when the shoe leaves you, make sure it's not to be thrown away. Never have the habit of something dying with you. Let it pass from you at least to someone first before he dies. You're using a shoe. You're using a cloth. Let someone enjoy it before the person decides, okay, now let me throw it away. So it did something to my mind. It tells me that that's how blessed people think. So the clothes and the shoes that you give out are not the one that are torn. No, they are the one that you yourself can still wear. Is someone hearing me? That's how blessed people think. Say, ah, I want to give this clothes out. Say, but it's still good now. Excuse me, must it be bad before you give it out? No, it mustn't be bad. So I want to give out this shoe. Ah, but I still fit Rockham. The person that will use it, will the person not rock it? Why do we think we have to give out one things, torn things, bad things? Then it's no longer a gift. It's trash. So that's not how the blessing works. As a blessed person, what you are giving out will be considered a blessing. Be considered a blessing. So if I come to Daniel and I say, Daniel, I have a gift for you. God has blessed me. He has blessed me tremendously. And I'm telling him how well God has blessed me. And then I put my hand in my pocket and I bring out five naira. That is that has been dealt with. You know the five naira that has been dealt with? And I bring out that five naira. I say, out of what the Lord has blessed me, I want to bless you. He'll look at me and be like, ha the pressure become worse like this. And then he will take it out of respect for me. We take it. Because I'm a man of God. But if we go back and question that man of God. We go back and question the man of God. But imagine Pastor Tayo comes to him and says, Daniel, Lord has blessed me. I want to bless you. Often do you let's go to the shop? I said, do you have iPhone 14? I said, Yeah. Give him the Pro Max. Two. Calm down now. Take one first now. Take one. He's thinking about his baby. See, he likes better thing. Say, take one first. You know he will feel that he has been blessed. So God doesn't just want to bless you. He wants so that when you communicate that blessing to people, they too will say, the Lord has blessed me. Because when they come out to give testimony, they will say, the Lord has blessed me. Was God there? No. Who was there? You. You. So God wants to, when he pours on you, breathes on you, so that you can carry, the, not that you will use all the breath. Then when you go to the person, say, <coughs> cough now. No, I don't think it's that song. No, bless, let blessing come out, let breath come out on you. Some of you are saying, Pastor, how far? 
one of these days, eh? Choir people will come up and the kind of song they will sing. <laughs> Honestly, there are some songs that just stay rent free in your head. You will just be, you will use the Holy Ghost and everything to get it out. Because that's what's playing. Everywhere you turn, that's what's playing. That's what's playing. Say, please, God, what's happening? Then believers will now take, say, okay, as this thing is playing, let us even put Jesus inside. So that we will know that we are listening to it. <laughs> so when God breathes on you the blessing, you won't finish all the bread. So you finished everything. Then you are coming to give others remnants. No, that's not a sign of a blessed life. Manage this. Don't manage this. The Reverend John told us of a story. He said he, he was on a flight and then someone was trying to get to him where he was sitting. And then he saw the person trying to signal to him and get to him. So he, he turned and beckoned on the person to come. And then the guy came where he was sitting. I think it was business class or so. The guy came and said, Ah, sir, you don't remember me? Say, Ah. Oh, I can't remember you said so 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 years ago you preached in a meeting I left that meeting I was so blessed but uh, I just want you to manage this so, okay so he said okay I will manage it he took it and kept it when the guy went back to his seat he counted the thing that the guy wanted him to manage and he looked at it it was about maybe um, either 30 or 50 thousand dollars and he said God this is the kind of manage I want to be managing eh? so when somebody tells you to manage something there's some manage that when you manage you say the Lord has told me to manage it <laughs> those are the kind of manage you can manage not the one that they want to give you you know they want to they, they, those kind of ones are not no, they are not the sign of a blessing the ones that they give you, they say, Pastor, please, just manage this thing. Just manage it. And they carry it with two hands. You know that it has weights. But the one they squeeze, <laughs> that nobody should see, now it's not managing. The sign of a blessed life. So God has blessed you to be a blessing. Not so that, to brag in the fact that you are blessed. No. So that when others see you, they will testify that the Lord is good. If you see a blessed person and they communicate the same blessing, when people receive of you, what they say is that God has been good to me. They can ascribe it to God. They can see God in it because they can trace the source of that blessedness to God. They can trace it to God. So the Bible says in Proverbs 10, 22, it says the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich. I read a very interesting translation in uh, the Passion Translation. It says true enrichment comes from the blessing of the Lord with rest and contentment in knowing that it all comes from him. True enrichment. It comes from the blessing of the Lord. With rest and contentment in knowing that it all comes from him. So I am contented knowing that everything comes from him. I'm not oppressed. I'm not challenged. 
I'm not under pressure by your own wealth. No. I know that the blessing I carry comes from him. So I'm contented knowing that it comes from him. That's the true enrichment of the blessing. That's the true enrichment of the blessing. It comes from him. So the third component I want to give you today about the components of the blessing is that the blessing doesn't carry fear. It, it doesn't carry fear. When God blesses you, you are not intimidated. You are not oppressed by the other person. You don't feel less of yourself because of what you don't have and what the other person has. No. You're not intimidated. Their own blessing doesn't put you under pressure. You don't look at what other people have and what they're expressing the blessing in and then because of that, you put yourself under pressure. And that's what a lot of people do now. So they look at other people and they measure their own success and progress by the progress of others. The Bible says they that compare themselves with themselves are not what? They're not wise. They're not wise. So we look at what others have done what they have achieved, where they have reached. And then because of that, I measure where I am and it appears that I have not achieved, I have not attained, I have not reached that space. Then now I'm under pressure and fear that maybe I'm not blessed. Maybe I'm cursed. I've seen people who are um, trying to get married and I've had someone come to me and say, Pastor, maybe there's something wrong with me. I said, there's nothing wrong with you. I've been trying and it doesn't seem to stick. Maybe there's something wrong with me. And I told her, I said, there's nothing wrong with you. She sat in my office. She cried all through the session. Cried and cried. At some point, I didn't know what to say to her anymore. You know, there's a way some, someone will convince you about something that you yourself as a pastor, you almost want to be believing that maybe you're truly cursed. <laughs> Because they will talk so passionately about the problem that if you are not careful you will be in the same boat with them. But I know too well that that cannot happen. So I, I woke up I said to her no, 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 no. You may have been experiencing this and experiencing that but that doesn't mean that you're cursed. There's a blessing on you. This and this will happen to you. You will come into this and you will come into that. I began to talk to her, give her the word, tell her about open scriptures for her and everything. And by the time she left that place, she resolved in her heart that something was going to be different. A couple of months after that, she said, Pastor, the bloke has showed. And when the bloke showed, it was a bloke indeed. It was a bloke indeed. A couple of months after that, they were married. So sometimes, there's pressure. Family put us under pressure. Parents put us under pressure. When will this thing happen? When? Look at Chukwemeka. Chukwemeka went to London last week. He's already selling, sending cars. Namde has been in Germany for the past three years. He has not even sent one pound. 
whether they use pound in Germany, she doesn't know. <laughs> and then there's pressure everywhere. There's pressure everywhere. Chukwebuka graduated last year. He's already working with Shell. You, you have been in Potakot since. Yeah, you're not even working in filling station, not to talk of Shell. <laughs> the pressure is real. Because we want something to happen quickly, 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 quickly. Reverend Femi said, said something some time ago. He said, when you're driving by and you are speeding with your BM fast moving the way Kola used to speed past all the tanker and be going like that speed and the tanker is just going to get to get to get what's the tanker saying when you get to the filling station you wait for me because I'm carrying the fuel that you need so keep going anytime I get there is the time you will buy fuel. Some people's lives are like that. You measure someone driving his beam and speeding, and you'll be like, God, when? That statement is very common online. When you see some wedding photos and all that, we read the comments, you don't say, God, when? God, when? Yeah, you know? When I'm not this fool. So there's pressure. The pressure is getting. And it's real. So people want to see the manifestation of the blessing. They want to see it now, now, sharp, sharp. Real worry picking is celebrating three million, three million was followers. She popped champagne on it. And then I looked at my almost one thousand followers. <laughs> no, of course I can't put myself under pressure because of that. <laughs> no. So there's pressure everywhere. Everybody wants to see what you carry. Everybody wants to see the manifestation of what you carry. And people are looking at it. But the blessing of the Lord, it makes rich. And it doesn't add sorrow to it. Another scripture says, toiling does not increase it. Toiling doesn't. So you are confident in the fact that you carry the blessing. And in that little way, let me tell you that as little as the blessing you are enjoying, God is sending people your way so that you can breed upon them too. Because in breeding upon people, God is filling you with breath. What is full cannot be added to. What is empty is what can be added to. So the little breath that God has breathed on you, he's expecting you to breathe on others so that he can top it up. They can, but most times what people do is that the little one that we have, what do you do? You can it and sit on it. And they pride themselves. They won't even say it. The scripture says a bed in hand is what to in the bush. Please, which scripture? The Bible says a bed in hand is what to in the bush. Where is it in the Bible? It's because you don't know what's in the bush. So you can it and sit on it. But that's not the component of a blessed life. You're not afraid. Say, so what if I give everything and then there's nothing left? It means that when it's empty, so that it can be full. 
there is no fear. There is no fear. Tell someone no fear. James chapter 1 and verse 25 James 1:25 says but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work this one will be blessed in what he does the passion translation says but those who set their gaze deeply into the perfecting law of liberty are fascinated by and respond to the truth they hear and are strengthened by it they experience god's blessing in all that they do in all that they do so the key here is look i am looking steadfastly to jesus looking steadfastly to the perfect law of liberty and i'm not taking my eyes off it no matter the distraction so what fascinates me it's not daniel's tie no what fascinates me is the perfect law of liberty. I'm mesmerized by it. I am steadfastly looking at it. And in that gaze and looking, change happens to me. So when I begin to apply myself to the things that I do, the Bible says, the blessing shows. So the blessing doesn't show when I'm focused on other people. When I'm overly concerned about how they dress, how they look, what they wear and all that and what they have in their bank account and everything about their life. No. What happens there is pressure. But on this part, my gaze is deeply into the perfect law of liberty. And I'm fascinated by and respond to the truth that I hear. So as I'm looking at the perfect law of liberty, truth is coming to me. As I'm looking at the perfect law of liberty, wisdom is coming to me. Ideas are coming to me. Concept, realities in God's word, they're coming to me. And as they're coming to me, I'm strengthened by it. Then as I go about my day, I go about my business, I go about my work, everything that I do, I experience God's blessing. Not because I focus on what other people are doing, no, but because I focus on the perfect law of liberty. Jesus becomes my gaze. He becomes my focus. So from then on, the things that I need to do, he begins to talk to me. He begins to tell me. So my ears are open to hear. My eyes are open to see things. In the place of prayer, in the place of the spirit, in the place of fellowship, in the place of worship. I begin to see things and hear things. I take those things that I see and I hear and I begin to apply them in my daily life. Then, this man shall be blessed in his deed. In his deed. So I'm not afraid. That's the third component. No fear. And then the, the fourth one is that my gaze is on Jesus. I keep my gaze on him. I'm not looking at other people. 
Will I learn from them? Yes. But they are not meant to put me under pressure. How they behave is not meant to put me under pressure. What they have and I do not have is not meant to put me under pressure. No. My gaze is focused on him. Galatians 3, 8 and 9. This is under scripture foreseeing that God will justify the Gentiles by faith. Preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham saying in you shall all the nations be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham the man of faith. The man of faith. And the fifth component there is that the blessing requires faith. The blessing requires faith. The blessing of Abraham. It requires faith. What is the faith you may ask there in that blessing? What do I really need to do to partake of that blessing of Abraham? How do I need to position myself? Is there something that I must do? Three steps. You know, we like three steps and four steps and four principles. Twenty things to do. So that we know that once we have done them, then we are guaranteed. So what are the things that I must just do to be part of this blessing? What are the things? Let's look at Hebrews 4. It tells us in a very funny way. Hebrews 4 from verse 1. It says, therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them. Not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. For we who have believed do enter that rest. As he has said, I swore in my Lord that they shall not enter my rest. Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this way. And God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again in this place they shall not enter my rest. Since therefore it remains that some must enter it. And those to whom it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience. Again he designated a certain day saying in David today. After such a long time as it has been said, today if you will hear his voice, do not harden your heart. And he went further to say, for if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. Therefore remains a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest has himself also seized from his works as God did from him. So what he just explained to us there in simple terms, in summary is what Abraham did to come in contact with that blessing. What he did to come in contact with that blessing. The Bible says Abraham believed God 
and was counted to him for righteousness. So when God spoke to him, it's the same way God is speaking to you and I today. The same way God preached to him, sacrifice your son, your only son Isaac, your only son that you love, sacrifice him. And he brought them before the altar. And God knew from that time on that this person is completely sold out to me. Completely sold out to me. Before you begin to experience the blessing of multiplication, the blessing of increase, God is going to test you. It's going to test you with what you have. That you hold so there. He's going to test you. With the things that are precious to you. Not because. He said it has been finished from the foundation. Of the world. Right? He said this same gospel was preached to them. As it was preached to us. But they did not believe it. They didn't mix it with faith. So it didn't profit them. It means the word came to test them. To try them. But they didn't mix it with it. They didn't believe it. So then they didn't enter the rest. Question. Was the rest not available? Was available. Was available. But somehow they didn't believe that God is able to bring them out. So they tried to get their own salvation by themselves. They didn't believe that the word spoken will profit them any good. So they didn't apply it. They didn't apply it. It's not going to be different. God will come to you with a word. He will come to you with an instruction. He will come to you with things that he wants you to do. And then he'll be waiting for you. He'll be waiting for you. But when you believe it. And you mix it with faith. You go ahead and carry out the action. And the plan and the things that God has laid in your heart. And from that point. You begin to see a journey towards manifestations of the blessing. Because at that point, you are telling him that all I have is yours. And that I trust you with everything. So I believe it. So the only work there for me to do is to believe the word that God has spoken to me. And then I take action based on the word. So they heard the word. It's not like they didn't hear they heard it the same way we all heard it. They heard it. But it worked for some. and didn't work for others. Why? Because the ones who mixed it with faith. And acted on it. Enjoyed it. They came into rest. They came into rest. He said for he who has entered his rest. Has himself. Also seized. From his works. As God did from his. Someone say I'm blessed. The mindset. Of being blessed. When you say it. It's not. Your mind should not go to. You know there's a way you can say I'm blessed. When someone just gave you like 10 million. You say oh I'm blessed. Your tone will change. Maybe there's nothing right now. I 
and they say, say I'm blessed. Say, uh, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Say it now. Hey, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. That's because you're focusing on your works, what you can do. You're not focusing on what he can do. You're not focusing on his resources. You're focusing on your own resources. But maybe one alert just enter. If I just structure, maybe I just go online now and structure a text message to all your mobile phones and just credit 20 million, 20 million each and all your phones just ring. 20, 20 million. And I say, say I'm blessed. This roof will open. This roof will open. You've not seen it. Ha! Ah, but you got a lot. I say faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence that you have not even seen it. But it's the evidence. So when that alert enters, is the evidence. How are you sure if you go to the bank and say, Oh God, I'm fake alert. But you don't even consign you that you got the alert. Is enough. You will, Pastor. What do you mean? I am blessed. Ah. Why? Because there's something you've seen at the back of your mind, and then God is saying, when you focus on the perfect law of liberty, you will see that a lot. And the moment you see it, I am blessed. So that's the blessing that you hold. That's the thing you scream about. In screaming about that one, that's when that other one shows up, because that's what controls it. Say you focus on the perfect law of liberty and keep your eyes and your gaze on it. And then when you see it, you scream. You see it, you scream. One of my pastors, they're trying to conceive for about nine years. She said, one day she was just studying God's word. And then she stumbled on a scripture. Yeah, 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 yeah. expectation and desire. That was it. She saw her child. Nothing told her otherwise again. According to my endless expectation and desire. That was it. She left that place knowing that she was pregnant. And she came out of that experience and said, I'm pregnant. There's nothing else. The word has impregnated me. What will happen in the natural is just is an expression of what has happened in the spirit. What the doctor says could not happen. The word has made it happen. Today I think they have three kids or so. What is it you are waiting for? It's lying and the perfect law of liberty waiting for you to see it. Waiting for you to catch it. So that this blessing you've been speaking of will find expression. So that people can come to and say, look, ever since I met you, ever since I met her, my life has just changed. Because that's what God wants from you. You come in contact with people their life is changed forever because you are a blessed man stand to your feet church because you carry the blessing because that blessing is in you
That's what God wants. That's a blessed life. Someone say it again. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. blessed. Lift your hands to heaven. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.